Welcome to We Hear Her. I am Erin Trenbeth Murray. And I am Jennifer Bean. We're here today with another amazing woman who's sharing her story and insights to lessons learned. Hi, I'm Erin Trenbeth Murray with the We Hear Her podcast for women who succeed. I am happy today to have a friend of mine that I've known for a long time. I consider her a friend and a colleague in the community, huge advocate and for the underserved populations involved in so many aspects of um, Salt Lake County and her community. So D Deputy Mayor Erin Litvak is with me today, and I'm going to share with you a little bit about, about her background before we jump into a conversation. She, before becoming deputy mayor, she's already had extensive experience with Salt Lake County. She served as the director of community services department for 12 years, and then she was promoted to deputy mayor and chief administrative officer in January of 2017. She has been with the Department of Human Services, Department of Community Services, Criminal Justice Advisory Council and Initiatives, the Office of Partnerships and Collaborations, and of course her work um, with the homeless population and homeless population services. During the Salt Lake County COVID-19 emergency response, in addition to her massive role that she already had, she served as the operations section chief from March until October of 2020. Um, there are so many different boards and community groups that Erin is involved with and has such a rich repertoire of experiences. Her pride and joy are her two children, and um, one of them is at, I need to get the school correct, so I just got it wrong. It's Gabriel, he's a freshman at Full Sail University in Orlando, Florida, and she also has a daughter, Addison, excuse me, and her husband, David. So with me, thank you, Erin. for for having me. Thanks for being here today. What a ride for you the last, <laughs> especially two years. Yeah. Oh my gosh, between putting your arms around solving the homeless um, population concerns and issues and everything that's involved with that um, to COVID, wow, you must be exhausted. Yeah. Are you tired? I'm very tired. <laughs> would you like some Gatorade? I would. I'm, or Diet actually, Coke? I'm actually just like a really long beach vacation, to oh. tell you the truth. Yeah, it's been an interesting couple of years. I've learned so much. Um, I think we all have as a community, both self-reflection and professionally. It's just been an interesting ride. I, um, I was lamenting to a friend, at, a colleague at the county, that all the years I've been at Salt Lake County, which is almost 18 years at this point, We've been trained over the years for emergency response. Right. Um, and I, I was literally thinking, counting my blessings, that we had never been called out to the emergency response um, center to really facilitate any emergency. We, we had not had any earthquakes. We had not had any major catastrophes or fires. Um, and then they all sort of hit in one, one. year. Yes. Um, and it's just, it's been such a, an honor and a privilege to be a part of it. Um, but it, yeah, it's been a, a long road. I think we're still on that journey to some extent um, as a collective community. But yeah, it's been, it's been a trying couple of years. Wow. In a weird way, has there been any sense, I would hope that there's been some, that you've given yourself a pat on the back occasionally. And a, I know you're a very humble person, but 
that you've done some good decision making, that you've tried to be true to your North Star to help the community good. Have you had some good reflections on that of how, have you felt <laughs> good about yourself? Like, this, I did good today, This we yeah. did good for the community. I, you know, I, mean, I definitely don't like to talk about myself. I and know. I certainly don't like to talk but about- But here you are on a podcast, thank you. <laughs> yes. um, but mm -hmm. you know, I think we all need to do a better job at that, mm -hmm. frankly. Um, women in particular, I think we go a thousand miles an hour at all on um, you know breakneck speed at all times mm -hmm. and we don't often take that time for ourselves to really sit and reflect but over the last couple years it's um it's been a journey and i have taken some time to really sit back um i had the opportunity to sit down with michelle flynn mm -hmm. from the road home just last week my daughter did a, a mitzvah project for her bat mitzvah mm -hmm. where we did some donations to the road home and michelle and i were talking about the work that's happened in the two or three years around sort of the revamping, remodeling, if you will, mm -hmm. of the whole homelessness system to try to have a more wraparound services approach yeah. to helping people find their way uh, who are experiencing homelessness out of homelessness. Um, and when we, when we were talking, we were just stopping and reflecting that we've made so much progress. Um, it's hard to see that progress because we have seen an uptick in the number of homeless in our community in particular our unsheltered homelessness sure. our unsheltered homeless um, but the work that we've done and the opening of the new resource centers mm -hmm. and the model and um, you know the state uh, revamping their structure around homelessness um, and the collaborative approach we've taken as a collective community to really wrap our arms around this issue from um, everything from prevention and diversion from homelessness to really helping aspire those who are most seriously and persistently homeless to find connections to housing and services in a way that allows them to be um, happy, safe, yeah, um, stable, productive members of our community. So Michelle's great. It's been great to really, it was really wonderful to take that time just with her just to reflect on that. Um, and at work I have some really excellent colleagues where we do try to take that time and think about, you know, what have we done over the last year? What have we done over the last two years? And we, you know, we've really done some amazing heavy lifts and some really, really special things, both for the homeless community, but our collective community as well. Well, I think that in general, you're known as such a collaborator. You really are. You're known for connecting people. You're known for collaborating. You're known for the networking. And you share the wins with everyone as good leaders do. Yeah. Um, but I want to know, is it ever just quiet in your house? and you're by yourself or you're going to bed and you're like, yeah, I, I did good today. Or is that too much for yourself? <laughs> no, I think there are definitely days where, I, hope I, where you do. I put my head down and think, you know, I, I did some good today. I yeah. got a lot accomplished. Um, I'm, I tend to be one of those people who's thinking about what I have to do tomorrow. Um, right. Less, you know, less so about what I did that day. But, you know, I do try to do that. I'd make a conscious effort to really reflect upon the day. Um, you know, we joke, my husband and I joke that, you know, it's it's just David and I and our daughter mm -hmm. now at home and our dogs and our pets. And um, there's a point in the evening where we all kind of go our separate ways. Right, right. right. A little quiet like, time. You need your time. I need uh -huh. my time. My daughter needs her time. Um, and I try to take that time then to really just decompress and mm -hmm. not think about things, but also think about, you know, how lucky I truly am and mm -hmm. how blessed I am to have the right. experiences that I've had. Um, you said it best. Um, I don't do any of this by myself, right? Yeah. I, I have an incredible team of people that I get the privilege 
to work with and to collaborate with um, and to partner with to work on really difficult systemic um, solutions and, and changes to systems mm -hmm. that can benefit the greater good. So, um, yeah, I, I also like to take that time to take time to reflect and share those successes with my staff and mm -hmm. with my colleagues and with my friends just by checking in and saying thank you and right. um, you know you did a great job at this meeting today and you were fantastic at this today I think that's one of the most critical things we can do as leaders is lift people up because without lifting them up um, we don't we don't move forward uh, mm -hmm. for the collective good together and that's that's critically important Absolutely. it's never about me Abs it's about all of it do you think you said early on, I don't know if you noticed this, but at the beginning of the podcast, you said something to the extent of um, women don't do it enough. Mm -hmm. And I can, no offense, but I could totally hear like one of my sons saying, dang, I'm good. You know, like <laughs> he, one of them would say it out loud or to themselves, like they are so confident. And yes. so, you know, and they're not, I wouldn't say they're selfish people for sure, no. but they're totally fine with acknowledging that. They crushed it. You heard me. I was on my phone with my son right before you came in. Yeah. And he was calling me to tell me how amazing he is <laughs> because he was able to talk his math teacher into passing him. You know, <laughs> like, well, I don't know if that's something we should be proud about. You know? But because you have such a humble nature, you're a servant leader to the nth degree, which I think is extremely admirable for all people, men and women to aspire to. What would you advice would you give to say an 18 year old young woman who just finished their first freshman project and they had to do it by themselves and they had to do the research and it wasn't a team project. Mm -hmm. What what would what could young Erin say to herself? Oh, you know, it's it's funny you ask that question. I um one of the most things I'm proud of at Salt Lake County that is something that I worked on with an incredible team of women who were in leadership positions at the county as we we developed a women's leadership program mm -hmm. at Salt Lake County um, where we bring groups of women together to talk about both that self-reflection piece mm -hmm. those that goal setting where they want to be where they see themselves in 10 years and um, and the opportunity for each other to network with well I had an opportunity to interview a young woman, she's an intern mm -hmm. uh, in one of our, or no, she's a new staff. She was an intern and was hired on as a full-time staff, um, and she's finishing her degree. And I had the opportunity to sit down and chat yeah. with her about sort of this very thing. Um, and her question was, what advice do you have for me as a young leader? And, and I specifically said to her that it was important for her to take time to, um, to honor the wins and honor mm. the, the progress that she's made not be so focused on where do I want to get to next, next, but actually take time to reflect on, you know, what did I learn? What could I have done better? Um, and then what am I proud of that I've accomplished and what I've been, what I've been trying to do to build myself? Um, and so we had just that very conversation. So I'd say, as we've just discussed, take that time to reflect and to celebrate the wins. Yeah. Um, it's something as a society that we don't do very well we're yeah. always on to the next thing or moving right. on to the next thing it's like a checkbox but there's something inherently important for your confidence your self-esteem your learning to take that time to to actually do that reflection and to ask people you know how did i do mm -hmm. um how could i have done better um 
I think those are just important things that we, we as a society don't necessarily take the time to do. So that would be the advice I would give. Mm -hmm. um, and and to, to not be hard on yourself uh, when you do make a mistake and to own your mistakes because sometimes those are the best places to learn For sure. and grow. So You own it and then you move on. That's right. Don't do that right. one again. That's right. Do a different mistake. Try a new one. <laughs> <laughs> Try it on. <laughs> so you have been with the county 18 years. Yes. You have had different mayors that you have. Three. Three. Yeah. And so um, tell me, you have a female mayor mm -hmm. right now. Do you see any difference? And it could be just on personality or stylistic or leadership. And there could be some elements of gender possibly. Mm -hmm. Have you seen much of a difference in having a female mayor? Um, that's a really good question. And you know, I have I have thought about that a little bit. I think um, without divulging too much, right, right, <laughs> I think, right. Secret I think government every servant. Every you know, every mayor is very different, and how they approach things is very different. Um, I think um, the the so I've worked for Mayor Peter Crew and Mayor mm -hmm. Ben McAdams, and I think there is an inherent level of what you talked about that confidence that 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 mm -hmm. in particular men have in leadership positions. And I think Mayor Wilson has that in spades. Yeah. Um, but the style differences um, really are, um, I think some mayors think more internal, some mayors mm. think more external, um, and then other mayors really want to understand the ins and outs of sort of the nuance and the behind the scenes that we can work on to, to, to make the, the job easier and to make the job better. And I think, um, I think women put more pressure on themselves. I think Mayor, Wors Mil Mayor mm. Wilson works extraordinarily hard, um, long hours, is always thinking forward um, and is always pushing those around her to think forward as well. She asks a ton of questions, mm -hmm. probably more than the, the two male mayors that I've mm -hmm. worked for, mm -hmm. but I think inherently um, women want to know and understand structures and systems and how things function. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say all women. I mean, this is definitely, you know, yeah, 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 there's, yeah. there's definitely different types of leadership styles. Um, but I think that women have this, in general, sense that they have to prove themselves to build that confidence, um, that they have to have all the answers. Um, when, in fact, I think... Um, they they don't, but I think in society, from a society perspective, they feel like they have to prove themselves, where I think men who find themselves in leader, leadership positions don't necessarily um, aspire to prove themselves as to more just to accomplish. And I think um, we as women feel like we have to prove ourselves first mm -hmm. before we can accept those accomplishments. And so I, I do see some of, um, some of that um, in, in the different styles that, that, that people approach their work from. So. I think you're dead on. I mean, I definitely we're talking in generalities here. There's always mm -hmm. nuances to that. Of course. But, you know, this is probably, we've done like 45 podcasts. You're not saying anything that isn't completely off the rails. Like, oh my yeah. gosh, Aaron Lindbach's got <laughs> crazy <the> ideas <laughs> here. I mean, I, and I think we, one thing that I've been reflecting on a, a lot today, especially, is I've been thinking about generationally with women. So I'm 52. And so thinking about um, my desire and need to prove myself my whole career mm -hmm. um, and 
kind of pushing, I feel like just kind of pushing, not not in a bad way, but just definitely um, to prove, a, a sense of must have credibility, must prove. Mm -hmm. um, and and uh, my son's friends that are females, it's just kind of a given. Mm -hmm. Like to, the, to my son, they're like, well, yeah, she's, of course she's going to do that. Or yeah, she's of course going to, like, it's not the, it's not quite the same as it was with my male peers when I was in college and in my 20s and 30s, yeah. you know, a little, little different. So I think there's some generational stuff too. I do too. Possibly. I would agree. <laughs> I would agree. What do you think it'll be like for your daughter when she's in her 20s? You know, it's interesting when I, when I think about her, um, she has some of those same uh, perfectionist qualities as her, mama. As, as her mom, but also just um, generally she, she wants to do everything right. And I think um, it's interesting though, because she has some of those qualities of confidence that I see in my son. Mm. My husband and I, you know, reflect sometimes on, on my son. He does uh, movie uh, reviews. Uh-huh. Um, and he, you know, he's doing reviews from some of the greatest filmmakers in the world. I mean, he just did one yesterday that he posted on Facebook about the new um, West Side Story movie and um, and had every confidence to be critical of Steven Spielberg's film oh. on, on West Side Story and didn't even bat an eye at it. You're like, it's West Side Story. <laughs> um, and so he, you know, he has the confidence to express his opinion no matter what. And mm. I, I see my daughter be more hesitant mm. in, in, some of, in some of that. But then there are times where I see her embrace that confidence that m her voice matters and what she thinks matters. And so it's, it's a bit of a nuance. It's a bit of, it's a bit of both. It's mm. really interesting. Um, and part of me wonders, you know, what social media has yeah. um, to, to do with that. You know, they've spent a lot of time online, yeah. um, you know, during yeah. school and during COVID. And, and they've learned to communicate differently and express themselves differently. Um, and you have to be more forthright when you're probably online, right, right. than when you're in a classroom. And, and I think that's helped develop maybe some of those hmm. skills of I need to stand up for myself or to get my my voice heard. I need to be a little more forthright in what I'm thinking. And I see that confidence in her. Um, but I also still see that sort of perfectionist prove myself mentality. Not to the same extent. Not to the same extent yeah, as definitely her mom. Not. Well, definitely I have to not. tell you, I mean, I've admired you for so many years and from one of my previous roles. And um, I've always seen you as so incredibly bright and articulate and when you're in a one-on-one -on -one, a small group or a large meeting you convey your thoughts you're listening deeply and intently to others you've always asked thoughtful questions I can feel that you know when we were first starting out with the homeless meetings years ago um, you really would dig for deeper underlying information that intellectual going on that Spin, the wheels spinning in your head um, and asking hard questions. I always found you to be, I don't know what the words are exactly, but politely direct, <laughs> which I appreciate so very much. That's my Midwestern roots. <laughs> I love it. You're just like, I'm just going to say how it is. Mm -hmm. Here's my question on this. You know, like that would be, here's what I need you to help me understand. Mm -hmm. Like, and you're not being rude. You're just being, um, transparent and genuine and direct. Oh, I've, I've, I've just loved it. Thank you. I, I definitely attribute that to my Midwest, <laughs> my Midwest <laughs> upbringing. There, there's definitely a, a directness um, <laughs> culture uh, where I'm from. 
um, were, and my parents, frankly, um, always said, you know, ask questions when you don't know because you need to learn. Mm -hmm. to, if you don't understand an issue well enough, it's impossible to formulate a good path forward or to be contributory towards a positive solution. And so, um, you know, I was raised to kind of say it like it is, um, but in a way that doesn't hurt someone's feelings, right, right? Right, right. Um, you can be inquisitive without being condescending, um, and you can be thoughtful um, about how you ask the difficult questions and how you have those conversations because you have to try to remember where the person that you're speaking to is coming mm -hmm. from. Um, they may live, breathe, and eat this issue, and I'm just learning about it and getting up to speed on it so I can help be some a, a contributing factor to positive solutions. So I appreciate that. I, um, it's a quality that that um, can be hard in Utah at times. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that people sometimes struggle with, uh, I think, with strong women. But it's definitely a Midwestern quality. I have a lot of friends that live here that came from the Midwest as well yeah. who are very, very similar, have very similar styles in that way, that they're very forthright and direct and what you see is what you get. Yeah. And to me, that's part of um, my overall integrity is um, I don't think you'll ever be surprised by what I'm thinking or who I am. Um, I'll be honest and forthright, but I'll do it in a way that I that I hope is received well and kind. Oh, um, yeah. Because you don't do anything by knocking anyone down or um, or making them feel as if they're not doing enough or doing working hard enough because it's not productive mm -hmm. in the overall grand scheme of things. So. Well, I just want to tell you thank you so much for your tireless work. I know you work long, long hours for many years. Yes. We are, yes, in, in the pandemic. Yes, we have a massive undertaking with so many elements in Salt Lake County with growth, with homeless issues, with housing issues. Um, but you've been doing hard, hard work for 18 years. There, that You have really rolled up your sleeves. I want you to know it hasn't gone unnoticed. And I appreciate you serving on behalf of our community. So Thank thanks you. for being with us today. You're welcome. It's been a, it's been a privilege. It's been a real journey and and fun to watch some just some really incredible things come about because you you know you had the opportunity and the privilege mm -hmm. to work on them. So mm -hmm. been very blessed. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, that is it for this episode of We Hear Her. Thank you to Deputy Mayor Aaron Litback who affectionately loves to go by just Aaron. <laughs> um, but I will see you next time for the Women Who Succeed podcast. Thanks again. Thank you for taking time to hear her. Join our efforts and learn more at womenwhosucceed.org. A big thank you to our sponsor, the Clark and Christine Ivory Foundation.